Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time for a training camp update here in the doghouse on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, David Murray, and welcome back for another follow-up on how training camp is going for Mississippi State and Coach Zach Arnett. We, in fact, do have an interview with Coach Arnett following Thursday's practice. The Bulldogs will have another day to go on the practice fields before they hit the scrimmage on this coming Saturday, and a lot to get done at this point. Uh, As Coach Arnett has talked about, we had a chance to speak with him twice this week that Following the first scrimmage, now they're in the stage of getting the scout teams put together. That's already begun now. And the scrimmage, the second one here on Saturday, will be more about uh, finding out what works, what doesn't work, what's time to start putting back into the playbook, what do they take out of it, and what do they kind of put in reserve for future use uh, to hone once they get a little time. But the time's running short because, as Coach Arnett explained, Starting next week, they're going to shift into game week mode. Of course, they don't play for another two weeks, but he wants to start working on these things, he says, simply because if you shift into this mode of your Monday introductions and then your Tuesday and Wednesday sessions, further install, practicing, honing those things, Thursday, polish up, special teams, all sorts of other stuff, then come real game week, you're not running around and trying to figure out, well, what do we do now? What do we do when? Where do we go? It's already set into them. Yes, there's no one standard way to put it. And I think, you know, realistically, with such a veteran team in so many aspects, particularly on the offensive side, they could go another week of what you would call maybe not quite training camp, but further installation. However, at this point, Arnett and his coordinators, Kevin Barbet and Matt Brock and the rest of the staff, seem to believe that it's best to start trimming things down and to honing on what they're actually going to do. And, you know, to me, that also relates to how they've worked practice camp so far. They seem very efficient this year. I'll be doing a column for Sunday uh, related to that fact. And frankly, if a lot of people outside Mississippi State uh, had a chance to witness at least parts of these practices, they might come away with a more impressed idea about the Bulldogs because Any new coaching staff, well, yeah, there's a lot of carryover still. So many guys who are new to this total assembly of staff and installations, the offensive style in particular, you sometimes get those dead periods in practices where, wait, what are we doing? No, this is how we function. This is where, which, which field we go to, what units work here, what goes there. There hasn't been any of that at least not so far as we could tell, and we get to see the last 20 minutes to a half hour of practices. Things have gone so efficiently in drills, there's been very little do-overs. I think one day we have seen any sort of what you'd call penalty running by the team after a practice that was less than satisfactory, and even that wasn't really just all out wear them down or make them pay for something. It just seems they've been, and I keep coming back to the word, efficient in this preseason. In fact, most practice days have begun a little bit earlier, and that's not just because the guys get there. It's because they're ready to start practicing. Anyone who's been around college practices for any length of time, especially in the last 10 years, and know how much they have to get done, the scripts followed and distributed, realize that sometimes things start a little slower because they just want to make sure everything's ready to go to get started. Well, the Bulldogs are hitting the practice fields ready to go. The coaching staff is ready. The training and management staff have everything in place for it to start. 
They're starting probably a little ahead of time, as best we can tell, and they're certainly finishing ahead of time. We've been given a calendar and a schedule each day of what time we're expected to be able to watch and practice finished. Well, they practically every day except maybe twice that I can think of. Practices have beaten that, and the other two times they've been right on the schedule. It just means that this staff is functioning really smoothly, more to the point the team is picking up on what they're being taught, how they're practicing it, getting enough practice reps for the staff to have film to go over for every conceivable situation that they've worked on. Not a lot of repetition that we've seen in drills when they're Pascal or 11-on-11. I think can only think of maybe once where the coaches blew it to a halt and said, no, let's start over and do this right. They seem to be clicking it bang, bang, bang right off on both sides of the ball. Now, some of that, again, should be expected not just because it's a veteran team, but look who you have directing those teams. You've got seniors in Will Rogers and Cole Smith and Stephen Lasoya up on the offensive side getting everybody in place and ready to fire the playoff. On defense, you have the seniors, Nathaniel Watson, Jet Johnson, Jaden Crumity, and others getting the defense lined up and ready to go. There's just been very little, to our eye again, observed wasted time in camp so far, and that's got to say good things about how comfortable the coaches feel because if they weren't confident, if they didn't think things were getting taught and practiced right, they'd be keeping the guys out there longer. That's about as simple as it gets, but they're not. So they seem completely content with how things are going, at least as far as getting the work done. Of course, as Arnett says, you're never really ready and you're never entirely happy with your team. But uh, all things considered, you've got to be impressed with what they're accomplishing so far. And that's been backed up by all the player interviews we've done. I can't think of a single camp, whether spring or preseason, that I've attended where we pull some guys aside for interviews or get people selected to do talking after it. And there hasn't been some, oh, well, just not a great day, or, you know, we could get better and all this. It's been in uh, uniformly upbeat and positive reports from all the players we talked to. And I don't think they're just throwing happy smoke at us. I think they are really buying in to the fact that they're getting work done. They're getting it done on schedule. They're not wasting time. And they're getting off the practice fields, either ahead or on schedule as well. And let me tell you, that matters to a player. When you're not kept out there to grind and grind and grind because something just isn't clicking, you got to feel good about how the season's gone or the preseason's gone and what it says for the season ahead. Now, again, they're going to be scrimmaging on Saturday. A lot of things that still remain to be settled as far as the playbook, the emphases. And, of course, they're going to be careful about injuries as well. When you see guys in practice maybe uh, not getting a few turns there yesterday, you start thinking, well, as it turns out, they're working a lot of backups in some of these situations. Like I, I show up for the last 20 and say, okay, where's Jaquarius Spivey? Oh, there he is in full uniform, holding his helmet, watching the other tight ends and offense go at it because they know what he's going to be doing. They know what uh, Woody Marks is going to be able to do. So they're honing a lot of other skilled players. You can say the same thing on the defensive side where Johnson and Watson took quite a few series off yesterday in full team to let other linebackers work out. They're mixing and matching on the front line. Jaden Crumity's out there with a couple of backups in the first line. Then they rotate. A second line comes in with Nathan Pickering and a couple of other guys who maybe aren't in the starting lineup as well. So a lot of players are getting a lot of snaps and a lot of work. Now, are they settled on the lineup just yet? I think the offensive side, possibly with the exception of left tackle at this point, 
and maybe exactly when the first receiver rotation goes out there, who is going to be, which may depend on more matchups than anything at this point. Defensively, though, there's still some questions. What's your best safety combination? First, you got to pick the individual's best safeties at field, boundary, and dog, and then work the best combinations. That's in competition. Uh, one of the cornerback jobs between Asaius Furge and uh, DeCarlos Nicholson, that's continuing well. Even the edge outside rushers, as far as linebacker or defensive end, some of those are still in question at this point because increasingly, and Arnett brings the topic up, we don't. He's talking more and more about maybe they should go to a four-man front with just two linebackers or a three-front, three linebackers, and just two safeties. He's considering all sorts of combinations as far as that goes because, frankly, the defensive line is turning out to be deeper and the backups more advanced than we saw in spring. That's definitely positive because, as you know, in the SEC, everything starts up front on both sides of the ball. Seems to be a little bit of depth developing in the offensive side at the line of scrimmage. Of course, the the battle going on at left tackle, as we mentioned, you know, Dollar Bill Johnson still running first team as best we can tell, but not every time. So you see some guys out there competing. Of course, the receiver rotations, as I mentioned, still to be settled. And boy, the tight end situation, I'm not going to call it unsettled. It's going to be how do you get so many of those guys out there because there are so many tight ends making plays in camp. It's almost down to uh, who's a little bit better this day and who basically fits this matchup better. So Kevin Barbe has his choices, and Matt Brock has his choices too. He's just in a situation more where there's more positions and starting lineups to be re- determined that side. Uh, a, ca- a casual comment we heard that about I asked about Nicholas Barmira getting to special teams, which we have not seen a single special teams play run so far. They just do it earlier in the practices while media is not observing. And trust me, we're not complaining because that means we're getting to see the good stuff at the end. Apparently, the comment was when he's available. So there must be something involved health-wise there. We just don't know the specifics because we can't watch. But we did get some comments. Uh, You can go back and find our interview with Eric Mealy about the special teams. And you talk about a guy who's upbeat there, even if he's not exactly sure who his place kicker will be, whether for health reasons or others. He's certainly in a really good mood about how the special teams as a whole are working out and making a nice little fun comment about a couple of uh, guys you may or may not have heard of in the return game. Well, yeah, everybody's heard about them. Uh, How the punting competition is going with Keelan Crimmins, the Australian kicker who's come in and uh, apparently taking the job on his own. Kickoff is to be settled. Of course, the coverage teams are up for grabs because that's where you're going to work in a bunch of freshmen as well who are good enough right now, to my eye, to play with the varsity, but you're going to leave the varsity out there, so to get them on the field is going to take special teams. Anyway, we have about six or seven minutes with Coach Arnett. We're going to tag it on to the end of this. So that's our update as of this point. Uh, We'll be talking to players and staff after the scrimmage on Saturday, have those interviews to follow up. And then Mississippi State goes quiet for a couple of days. There'll be no practice availabilities to media after either Sunday or Monday. And then it's getting into game week time because they're starting early this year. And just a lot to look forward to. But uh, like I said, check out the column on Sunday and Gene's page. Um, I'll warn you in advance, the lead is going to be a little bit convoluted. But I think for especially veteran Bulldog fans, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about because we're getting some attendance figures as well and what remaining uh, tickets or availabilities may be for both season and single game. 
all positive points going as well. So it looks like it's going to be a good crowd for that opener on the weekend of September 2nd. We'll make your plans now if you haven't already, and, you know, you should. Of course, there was the big drop this week of the retro helmet and uniform for, I believe it will be the Kentucky game, celebrating the 1998 SEC West champions. A lot of noise about why don't they make it full-time. Well, right now it's selling so well that uh, there will be some incentive to use it more and more often, but I think MSU Marketing and the university are taking the right course on this of keep it just a little bit special and unique and kind of feel some things out because – Uh, there'll be some different twists this year with uniforms, helmets, and things like that. With eight home games, you have more options to do these sort of things, and Adidas has certainly been a good partner as far as those go. I will say I find the core uniforms, okay, maybe a bit bland um, when watched close up, but you know from my press box angle, I think those big white numbers should be a lot easier to read than they used to be. Eh. Am I getting old? Yes, I'm getting old. Just I'll answer that for you. But anyway, we'll have a column on Sunday regarding it. Of course, our full staff will be taking care of what availabilities we have. We'll try to get comments about how the scrimmage went following it on Saturday. We will not get to watch the scrimmage unless something dramatically changes between now and then. But, it, hey, we certainly appreciate the access that Arnett and staff have given us so far because it's allowed us to learn a lot more about this team going into the season than we've been able to see from Bulldog football for several years now. So, anyway, have a listen to what Coach Arnett has to say. Uh, hopefully I can drop this in correctly and not double it up because this is off a of video and not just an audio recording as well. But thank you for checking in on the Doghouse today, this Friday. And remember... Tomorrow, we're two weeks away from opening day, Mississippi State, 2023 season, the unranked Bulldogs, and yes, that will be a little bit of a chip they carry to their shoulders because uh, they know better, and I think we as fans know better too. This has been your host, David Murray. Thanks for checking in to another edition of The Doghouse here on the Believe Podcast Network. With progress, so whatever day practice this is, 11, 12, whatever it is, and your thoughts about how it's coming? That was good. Obviously, you know, Yesterday was the first day of school, so we give them the day off because obviously that's kind of a change in, in routine. And in my experience, it had not been great practices anytime they're on the first day of school. And so, but today was our first day practicing in the afternoon, right? Coming off of uh, school and academics and all that. And so, you kind of notice a little bit of a, a, a transition, right? I mean, because obviously their minds are spent half the day on, on academics, not just football all day, every day. And so, that's good. We got to get into this routine. And obviously, uh, we're progressing nicely. We'll see what we look like on Saturday in the scrimmage. How much is that part of the goal, I guess, as you approach game week to kind of you know get players in that routine and understand kind of what it's like in the season as opposed to maybe the last couple of weeks? Yeah, again, that's why next week we're going to do essentially simulate the following week, which is game week, right? So full scout team schedule, exactly the same, everything the same. Go to the hotel uh, next weekend on Friday night. You try to essentially get a dress rehearsal of what it's actually going to really be. So that way if there's any kinks, you work them out beforehand instead of having to deal with the distractions and issues on your uh, game. As you start last week, how close do you feel like you are to nailing down starters? Uh, we still got a ways there. I mean, I, you know, in some of the re- returning positions, I can tell you Buki Watson's going to be a starter, right? I can tell you that pretty good. I can tell you Cromedy, I can tell you Will Rogers, Woody Marks, right? And so uh, some of those some of those battles, right, we, you kind of know. But the other ones, they'll play out all the way through mock week, yeah. Do you like that? Do you like having battles play out? Kind of like them to play. I like kind of like them play out all through the season, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of you kind of want a hungry football team. You want hungry football players, and so I mean, obviously that is, that's how it works too. If you if you win the starting job and then you don't play good in the games, 
bet you, bet you there's a good chance someone else is starting next week. So, I mean, the reality of it is that competition's always ongoing. Talked a lot about, you know, Mike Wright and different ways you guys can use him in the offense. What's it meant, you know, having a guy who's had, you know, SEC starting experience, probably could have gone and started somewhere to kind of come in and embrace whatever role it is that you guys give to him? Yeah, I mean, experience is incredibly valuable, right? I mean, anytime you've started games in this league, you know the level of defense you're going to face week in and week out, and you've won games as a starter. Uh, that's a huge asset to the program. So to have both him and Will, obviously that allows us to do some things package-wise, offensively, uh, but also I have really confidence that no matter who's in there, you know you, you know, you got a guy leading the offense who knows what it takes to win. Are there any position battles that you've watched so far this fall that you've most enjoyed watching? Um, I don't know. I mean, we got, you know, everyone talks about the same linebacker position, right? But I've, I've highlighted that uh, some defensive ends have flashed some stuff or maybe even have us considering whether playing with a full-time Sam is the right move. Uh, we got a whole host of combinations being played at safety and cornerback. There's more on the defensive side than the offensive side because there's just there's less returning guys, right? And so uh, it's been good to see. I don't think we're playing high quality of defense all the time, and so you throw in a new combination and see if you play any better. How steady has Woody been in that running back group? Because now he's got some guys that can take snaps away from him. But what kind of leadership has he shown? Yeah, Woody's my Woody's personally my kind of favorite type of leader. He's not a lot of not a lot hold. Not a whole lot of talk and rah-rah. It's just show up every day consistently, take care of business, do your work, lead by example. So uh, I know he's extremely well thought of by everyone on the, on the team. What have you thought of the development of guys like Albert Reese and Percy Lewis? Obviously, you know, when they came in, the size is what caught a lot of people's eyes. But where have you seen them grow you know, throughout the spring and out here in fall camp? Well, obviously, they're learning new schemes, right? And so with that, there's new techniques and uh, critical to – executing those schemes i think both guys are workers right we need them to both develop and be guys this year i mean you need to have a deep offensive line right and so we need those guys and there's some starting there's some position battles for start the starting five on the offensive line and those guys are right in the mix for that right so we'll see how that shakes out over the next week and a half or so but no matter what we need those guys to be ready to play because their their numbers going to get called this year Will's doing his thing, and Mike doing his thing. Chris, he's zipping the ball around, doing some good things. What's the competition like between those three guys? Oh, I, yeah. Imagine if you're a quarterback, you're a competitor like anything else, right? You wanna you wanna be the guy who's the most accurate or have the best day completions to number of attempts, and so I think there's good competition there. Again, we just keep preaching to Chris. He's got a heck of an opportunity to learn under two guys who have started and won games in this league. Right? Pick their brain, ask them, ask them advice. And then obviously go out there and challenge them, you know. So it's it's been good in that room. Are you more satisfied now with the depth on the defensive line after several practices, seeing some guys like Dinkins and others coming on like the way they are? Yeah, I, I feel de- I feel pretty good about our depth. I mean, I think we were penciling out on the board, and we feel like there's you know eight or nine guys we can put up there that we know, you know, you could throw in a game and and they're gonna know what to do. They're not just gonna have you know look like a fish out of water, and so. Uh, that's been good. I, I'd like us to be more dominant, cause more disruption up there. Uh, you know, just getting lined up and knowing what to do doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it well. So we got to do we got to do it better. But uh, yeah, I think we're coming along. Coach Turner's done a nice job. What's the focus of the next two days ahead of the scrimmage? Uh, right now, it's probably not. It's less install and then kind of clean up what we've put into this point. Obviously, there's been a lot of install on both sides, and then so that way on Saturday, it's okay. We've reviewed for a couple days. 
There should be no questions about what to do, how to do it, right? Where to line up, what, where your eyes should be, uh, blah, 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 right? All that kind of pre-snap stuff. Now let's go out and play so we can evaluate who are our most explosive players. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.